0: And I forgot to do the voiceover on top of the music intro. I am so tired, you guys. Welcome to the big show. It's Monday at 4 o'clock, as always. (laughs) I was just doing a tweak on my green screen. It didn't work out all that well. Yours truly had... What day is today? Monday. So Saturday night, I had about three and a half hours of sleep. Sunday... I went to the Grammy Awards. My dear friend, Rob Shirelli called me up and said, Lasco, it's Rob. I've got an extra ticket to the Grammys, do you wanna go? So um, I went, but it was an all-day affair. I left my house at 8.30 uh, and got home at around 2.30 a.m., something, 2 a.m. last night, pouring rain in Los Angeles, cats and dogs, uh, like we never see here. Um, Riding home from downtown L.A. out to the suburbs where I live would normally take, in no traffic, about 35, 40 minutes. Took me about an hour and 20 minutes last night driving 30, 40 miles an hour. Big puddles of rain, big, like dangerous, you know, like the kind that cause your car to spin out or kill the computer in your car. So uh, it was uh, an adventure. But uh, went to the Grammy premiere thing, um and then that's like the the grammys that are awarded that you don't see on tv and uh Joni Mitchell showed up for that uh oh gosh uh what's her name uh (laughs) I'm literally I, I slept three hours three and a half hours again last night I'm so brain dead I can't even Billie Eilish uh and Phineas accepted an award. Then we, it was a whole posse, Rob and I and uh, other people in his company, and we all uh, then went over to what used to be called the Staples Center. It's now the crypto.com arena, and it's got 17,505 seats in or something crazy like that. And we went over there for the main uh, broadcast on CBS, as they said many times last night, of the Grammys, and then um, after that, uh, no, I'm not in hangover mode. I don't really drink. I, you know, it's a, that I'm against drinking. I just get a hangover when I do drink, right, like within five minutes of finishing the drink. So uh, I rarely drink. I'm hungover from lack of sleep, anyway. And I didn't shave for the show, which normally I shave for every taxi TV. Um, and then after the Grammy ceremony, uh, went to the after parties. There were two of them and went to both of them and just absolutely toast today. So forgive me if I do something stupid. But today we are listening to the February 2024 top 10. Just a reminder for those of you who are new, the top 10 doesn't necessarily designate like these are the top 10 things that we heard all month Uh, because there is no competition at taxi. We never say this one's better than that one. Let's forward this one. Um, Everything gets forwarded uh, If it's above the quality bar And if it's on target for what the listing asks for But we do ask our screeners uh, And the ANR staff To keep tabs on interesting stuff That they think would make a cool top ten For our newsletter or website And they do And that's what we're going to listen to today And there is some cool stuff I didn't finish going through before the show But I did listen to several of them And I really liked them Man, my green screen is so weird today. It's probably because I'm wearing this very white shirt. Um, I tried to adjust for that. Not working out so well. Also, today, I am going to give away one of these two incredible books by Dean Krepain. Uh Either demystifying the genre or demystifying the cue. Um... They're both incredibly good, and you should own both of them. I'm going to give one away today. Hopefully, <laughs> again, we always feel bad for our, our viewers that are watching outside the US or Canada, but to send one of these, you know, it's like it costs more than the book costs to send it abroad. So we don't. Anyway, that's that. Uh, very excited to listen to the music. Um, Edmund Red says he has both, and they're amazing. Um, Zen Chief Engineer says genre is the only one I don't have yet. Uh, Let's see. Is there anything else I want to tell you about? I talked about the Grammys, talked about the books, talked about the top ten. I do want to remind you now, in case I forget later, because I'm so brain-dead today, that next week I'm doing a show With the music library CEO, we're debating whether or not, oh my goodness, look at my green screen. Uh, We're debating whether or not, whoa, that's not working out very well, Um, whether or not we're going to mention his name. But the subject of next week's show with that music library CEO is this really ticks off music library CEOs. There's something that people do. Um, It's a particular thing that really upsets music library CEOs. How do I know this This is so weird? Because we just did a a Zoom with a bunch of our library CEO clients uh, recently. And, It came up by the gentleman who's going to be on the show a week from now, uh, brought it up, and several other library uh, owners all agreed with him. It's like, yeah, that really ticks us off. So we're going to talk about it. And uh, I'm sure that we'll get into some open Q&A with the library um, CEO. I'm disappearing before your very eyes. (laughs) Hey, JP, how are you? You know what? I've got a little time to play with today, so I am going to do an adjustment, see if I can get this to work out a little better. It's driving me just a little crazy. Damn. not really working i gotta remind myself do note to self don't wear white hoodie on show definitely not wear white hoodie on show And now my gray hair is flickering all right well i think that's as good as we're gonna get it so i'm gonna roll with it there we go all right you're gonna have to deal with little fringing over there um all right let's get into it uh so we have had a taxi member for a very long time a gentleman named um hank jones and for those of you who are old enough to remember the original herbie the love bug movie the original not the remake um there was an actor in there named hank jones and this is hank jones the actor and he's been a taxi member for a long time And this is a song that he's the featured artist this month. And we're really thrilled about that. First of all, he's one of the nicest people you will ever speak to in your life. He's had a really fascinating career. He writes really cool songs. And this one, I'm sure must be um, from years ago. But you'll see that it's just classic when, when people ask for... Um, vintage music, I think this one would be a strong contender. The song is called Tryon and it's by Hank Jones. <laughs> Is trying by Hank Jones. I love that. It's just, like, so perfect. I'm guessing if you had to pin... I don't know the year, but if you had to pin it down, I would say, what, 67, 68, 69? Um, Michael's appearance goes well with this song is because I'm trying to get the fringing to go away. (laughs) What year would you guess? 1966, maybe. Mid-60s for sure. 65. Wow. Got a couple people weighing in at 65. Um, I would... What was the predominant fuzz tone back that was called Fuzz Face, the round one that was about two-thirds the size of a Frisbee and had a couple of knobs on it. Scott Alexander looked it up. It's June 5th, 66. (laughs) There's a man who knows how to use the Internet. (laughs) Anyway, I, I love that song, and it's not just because I love Hank Jones and his tremendously warm heart and great attitude. It's just, I mean, that's perfect. There's nothing you could change about that. Nothing you'd want to change about that. Anyway, Lamar says, yes, I was guessed. I was right about fuzz face. I once figured out that you could emulate what a fuzzface did, and I didn't really understand what I was doing, but it, it was when I was about 12 years old, which would have been 65, 66, 67, somewhere in there. Um, Oh, he guessed. I got it. He was just guessing on that June fifth, sixty or whatever it was. Yeah, June fifth, sixty six. Anyway, um, I once took a mono tube hi-fi amplifier, plugged my guitar into that, took the output of that and ran it into the input of my guitar amplifier. Not really understanding that the circuitry of any Distortion devices just overdriving the front end, the input side. And um, it worked so incredibly well. It sounded just like that. And, you know, my parents were thrilled that I took their hi-fi apart to do that. Oh, boy, were they thrilled. Uh, Oh, that's right. Hank Jones was in Herbie Rides Again. Lovebug was Dean Jones. Um, Are they related? I don't know. Um, Maybe they're part of the Jonestown Massacre Band. (laughs) Bad humor. All right. This one is called Live It Up by Mia Brooks, also known as Mia Kodak.
1: Life got tough But that's okay
0: That was Live It Up by Mia Kodak. Uh, I thought that was great. I think it's really contemporary sounding, great vocal treatment. Uh, I mean, I don't mean treatment, I mean great vocal delivery, which I am not personally doing today. Um, I love the mix. Uh, Scott Alexander says, makes him want to shimmy. Uh, People in the chat room are going crazy over that one. It actually, doesn't it remind you a little bit, the sound of her vocal is a little Miley (laughs) Cyrus-ish? Is that a word? Um, And I happened to see her last night. I got up from my seat at the Grammys to go to the restroom, and uh, she was coming from backstage going somewhere. And I gotta tell you, her outfit was provocative. (laughs) to say the least anyway she did a great performance she won a couple of Grammys last night or no her first Grammy ever I believe right two Grammys um, but the vocalist uh, Mia on this sounds like uh, she's in that general ballpark um, ah, Richard says he was thinking Kesha maybe anyway uh, I really like that a lot I think it's excellent Good job, a and Department, for picking that one. Um, all right, the next one we're going to listen to is a song called Innocent. It's by Casey Stickley, who, also known as Second Echo. And we As it's planned, this one is called Lazy Man. It's an instrumental by Bradley Hagen, who happens to be in the chat. everything about that I was sitting there the whole time thinking I would love to get um Casey Stickley from the one before um and Bradley Hagen from this one and Keith LeBrant and have the three of them be like front and center on the stage as a guitar army uh, they would all complement each other really well that would be pretty awesome so next year oh and also um Crawdaddy Richard Dance uh incredibly good guitar player get all those guys lined up being a guitar army at at next year's rally in the jam room i think that would be a lot of fun um again a reminder you know what let's give two books away um all right if you don't have this book demystifying the genre by dean crepain which i think every single person who wants to do music uh Particularly instrumental music um, for television, it's a must read. If that's what you wanna do, and you're not reading this book, if you're doing songs, you could learn a lot from this as well. Um, But particularly instrumental music, um, if you don't have this book, you're only hurting yourself. It is a mere, how much is it? Nine bucks, something like that. I think it's $9. Um, Anyway, cheap thrill. Um, so if you have got this book already, don't bother, um, entering this contest. So we're going to do one now and we'll do one in a little while. So this is only for the book, Demystifying the Genre. Um, I personally endorse it. I love it. I've read it at least twice. I use it as a reference all the time. So, uh, here's what we're going to do. Um, and don't start typing until I say go. All right. And don't type What I'm about to tell you to type twice, three times, 27 times, um, it's like a slot machine. You put in your quarter, you get one yank of the crank, all right? So here we go. I want you to type in the letter B for book, and then Liz is going to go up and down with the flying fickle finger of fate and pick a winner. Justine Jones, B flat. <laughs> or you put in a, a cap and a small B just to cover your butt. <laughs> That's cute. Rob Menzel, are you related to Adina Menzel, one of Broadway's finest actresses and singers? Zen chief engineer. Very funny. (laughs) Puts in an emoji of a bee. Well, Rob, you should check it out. Are you familiar with her? She's incredibly talented. Um, She played Elphaba in the stage play of Wicked. She's been all kinds of stuff. An amazing actress. Alan Hall. How are you, buddy? All right. Looks like everybody's in. Um, Jeff Turner, seeing his name cough. There we go. Yeah. Um, Jeff Turner is the big winner. Congratulations, Jeff. And what you need to do is send an email to Liz, L-I-Z, at taxi.com, and she will get your address and stuff. We will get the book out to you probably in tomorrow's mail or the day after. You'll get it in four or five days. Um, And look, here's a nice clean copy without any dog ears or notes from me or Post-it notes. So you get this one. Good job. All right, moving on. Um Now, let's listen to... This is called Watchin' Over You by Peter Olson. Here we go.
2: Take me up into the light try to live, but I can't fight Take me high above this messed up world Places I will never go People I will never know All I want is another day with you We're dancing in a burning room You told me that's what lovers do Just hope I'll be going soon Drifting away I'll be watching over you Close my eyes, i see your face Floating high above this place Where I'm going, I'm going alone Knowing one day I'll be free Throw my ashes in the sea Another day with you We're dancing in a burning room You told me that's what lovers do Just hope me, I'll be going soon Drifting away I'll be watching over you My body let me down, the cracks in it started to show You would always take my hand, never let go, never let go, why? Never let go, never let go, why? Surely this is not the end, I'll get the chance to start again If I come back, will you meet me here? You held my hand through all the pain Nothing lost and nothing gained All I want is another day with you We're dancing in a burning room You told me that's what lovers do Just hold me, I'll be going soon Drifting away I'll be watching over you We're dancing in the burning room You told me that's what lovers do Just hold me, I'll be going soon Drifting away I'll be watching over you. I'll be watching over you.
0: I agree with Helen Nelson. Beautiful imagery on that. Um, Really like the the lyrics on that. I think, honestly, I was taking care of some other stuff, but coming in and out of listening. It sounded to me, song about somebody who's getting ready to pass away. Um, And I I love line, dancing in an empty room. That's what lovers do. Um, Really, really, really nice imagery. Um, I I was trying to decide if the song has high potential for sync um, or if the lyrics were too specific, but I think it could work. I don't know it's kind of on the fence but it's a beautiful song and really defines um when they ask for like heartfelt emotional singer songwriter there you go um okay and now we're moving on to one um, <laughs> the title <laughs> oh man uh i don't know what the hell is proper to say anymore or not proper and it it bugs me when people tell other people what they can say and what they can't but the title of this song you know what it's fine chicks rule is the title and i was thinking uh well there's a band called the chicks used to be called the dixie chicks they had to take the dixie out of their name Uh, but i'm thinking you know would that offend any ladies if you call them chicks i don't know it could be about those little marshmallow things that you get around easter time right um I don't know what they call them, peeps or something like that, little yellow chicks. Maybe it's about those. That if you get enough of them that they rule, because it would take a lot of those to rule anything. Uh, anyway, um, this is by Huguette. I hope I'm not butchering your name. Huguette Arsenault, also known as Twirl. Let's have a listen to Chicks Rule.
3: the reinvention, the big old, old home, we got lots to say about this, so as well, we can do whatever we want, go, 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 girl, shall we? The future's ours, look out for us, armies of us, Shits, rock, check roll, Check rock and roll, Shits, roll, Check rock and roll, chicks roll, Chips roll. Chips roll. Put our ammunition right into your doubts. Show you, show you, show you everything we're about. Rearrange your fashion, supersonic change. Trash 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 Everything that's Stone Age. It's a transformation of our very own. It's a reinvention. Think big or go home. We got lots to say about this. man's world. We can do whatever we want. Go, 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 girl. Show me the view. Says, look out for us, armies of us. Chips rock, chips roll. Check, rock and roll. Chips roll. Check, rock and roll.
4: Chips roll. Chips roll. Chips roll. Chips roll. Chips roll. Chips roll. Kimberly.
0: That was Chick's Rule by Huguette Arsenault, a.k.a. Twirl. Um, Huguette, if you're in the chat room or watching today's show, please let me know if I pronounce your name right. Is that uh, the feminine version of Hugh? The French feminine version of you, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, really, really, really good. Um, David Vandenberg says, good sync for a high school movie. That's true. Um, And you could actually use it. It would be perfect for that kind of thing. Good call. You could also use it. What's the word? Uh juxtaposed like let's say you had a movie that had a um sassy little four-year-old kid in the family could work for that Uh, there are a lot of things it could work for it's good and it's syncable i agree um all right so i am gonna have a lot of time to kill at the a girl's surf movie there you go um when we finish up this list, which we've got four more to go, should we do a little hangout, a little Q&A at the end, or should we have a short episode? you guys think about it? Let me know. All right, the next one up is called Stutter by Rowan Leach and Cody Canero. Let's have a listen to that. to
5: Town with the Braille. Gown, she's the center of my admiration. I whisper, let's sneak out. We can go make out and we don't oh, ever gotta know. And now I can't speak, I can't hear, I can't breathe. She tells me she likes me, cause I'm saucy. So Baby, there's no other assistance that do for you. She likes pizza joints, she's never to the point Like a game show, asking a question But when she speaks her mind, I'm always there to find There's a line that'll blow me right away And now I can't speak, I can't eat or I can't breathe She tells me she likes me, cause I'm so sweet Baby, that's not what the answers is to start the for you Talking, she's so hot, I don't want to wait. House, so sweet. She likes me, cause I'm so sweet. Baby, that's not what they're. This sisters, that they're over you. Since you're
0: I was asleep at the wheel. I was taking care of something else. Going to tell you guys about another upcoming show. That was really cool. That was Stutter by Rowan Leach and Cody Canero. Um, Thought that was well done on every level. You guys make great music, you know? Um, I just saw Mojo Joan. (laughs) Mojo. (laughs) Mojo's back in the house. Uh, Where'd he go? Uh, I just saw him a minute ago. Mojo Bones, where? There he is. Hey, gang. Mojo, haven't seen you in a while. Really glad to see you back. Um, anyway, uh, why was I thinking about that? I don't know. I'm telling you. Sleep deprived. I've had like seven, maybe seven hours and 40 minutes of combined sleep over two days. And yesterday, like I said, was like a, uh, I don't know, 14, 16 hour day uh, no, 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 that's 15. 17 hour a day door to door on the Grammys um, and, and frankly I don't watch the Grammys telecast usually at home it's gotten kind of boring uh, over the years but people told me that they did watch the telecast last night really really liked it uh, those of us who were there for it Uh, really, really liked it. And I want to tell you about something, which is, uh, as I mentioned, I went with Rob Shirelli, who is a very, very dear friend of mine. And Rob has been working with a guy named Kirk Franklin, who I think has kind of reinvented gospel music. Um, And he's a huge... Artist huge, I mean, like, can sell out the Staples Center, which again is like 17,500 ish seats. Um, and I think that he did two or three nights in a row there, sold it out. Um, if you're not familiar with them, check him out, Kirk with a K on each end, Franklin. Um, he has he is. Elevating gospel music, which didn't need a lot of help being elevated in my opinion. Gospel is about as cool as it gets, but he has modernized it and brought an energy to it. And it always had sincerity and depth, but he amplifies that even more. Yeah, he has been around for a while. He's definitely not new. Um, And uh, I don't know if the performance that he did at the premiere, you know, the untelevised part of the Grammys. I know that they shot video of it. Um his performance at that was like, wow. Um Rob absolutely adores him and, and thinks the world of him. And you gotta remember Rob has worked with huge artists like, you know, Madonna, Stevie Wonder, um Oh, gosh. Uh, I can't even think because I'm so dead. But, you know, just an amazing list of artists that Shirelli has worked with. And I would say I've never seen him as awestruck with somebody that he knows and loves and works with on a very regular basis as he is by Kirk Franklin. So check him out. Um, oh, that's great. You guys, uh, they showed a clip during a cutaway. Nice. Uh, Yeah, Kirk has many Grammys. I think Rob is up to somewhere around six Grammys, and I would say that probably four of those might be from his work that he's done for Kirk. Um, Yep, he did a lot of work with CC Winans, which I think Rob has worked on those records as well. Um, Anyway, just... You know, I've listened to his records mainly because I knew that Rob was mixing them, um, and that really got me into him, into Kirk as an artist. Um, and then there is a thing on YouTube about, I can't remember the name of it, if if you guys want to research it, uh, it just came out recently about Kirk, recently found out who his real birth father is. And did a documentary about that. There's a short version and a long version. I watched the short one which was half an hour or something. Really emotional, really well done documentary and you really get a sense of who Kirk Franklin is, what drives him, what his demons are, what his life is about, and how important finding out who his birth father is and and no, not Ben Franklin, Peter. (laughs) Um Rob called me up one night and said you gotta watch this. And I did and I was blown away. So I recommend that all you guys uh watch it. Oh, Andre saw it. Did you like it as much as I did, Andre? I, I was so blown away by it. <laughs> Tim Walker. Still waiting for my birth father to get back from the store with those cigarettes. Well, maybe he was picking up a six-pack of Bud while he was there. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's listen to another instrumental. This one oops, is called A Few Pesos More, and I think I'm like one note into it. Sorry about that. A Few Pesos More, instrumental by Brad Lang.
4: Oh, I love this idea. Thank you.
0: a cucumber. Um, excellent job of, of doing spaghetti western. Excellent. Um, that was a few pesos more by Brad Lang. What did I want to tell you about? Oh, um, I pre-taped a taxi TV a few days ago. Um, some of you probably met her at the road rally. A, a young lady named Kim Tibbs, Who is, I want to say, national sales manager for? I'm drawing a blank because of my brain deadness. Um, Here, Technologies. They were at the Road Rally, got a lot of attention at their booth. They have um, headphone mixers that are in virtually all the major studios, probably around the world. Um, They just came out with a a really cool little interface box. Kim is a world-class B3 player. She's a songwriter, a composer, an artist. She's had two number ones on the UK soul chart, and um, she called me the other day and said, hey, I'm in town. Uh, she was here for the NAM show and was staying in LA until the Grammys happened. So I mentioned to her, uh, I took her out for a sponsored dinner during the road rally. I said, if you're ever in Italy, let me know. And we got together during the rally. I think it was on Friday night, Saturday night, and just hit it off big time. She has a home studio with an MCI console and an MCI 24-track 2-inch machine. Um, she is, is too, too cool for school. She's just, like, the most awesome lady. I, I love everything about her, her energy is amazing. Anyway, um, so while she was in town, I pre-taped an interview with her on Taxi TV and that'll be coming up on an episode soon. Um, Don't forget that next week I am interviewing a very highly regarded music library CEO about something that really ticks off music libraries. Um, Like I said, we we had a, a meeting with, I don't know, 15 or 20 music libraries that we're kind of active with right now with their CEOs. And uh, this gentleman brought it up and everybody else raised their hand. He, yeah, that really pisses me off. So, uh, and those of us at taxi were seeing our scratching our heads going, why do people do this? So we're going to ask it. We're going to have the CEO on the show. Hopefully I will have had more sleep than I've had the last two nights. And we are going to ask, uh, him to explain why it pisses him off and ask you guys why you think it happens. It's such a weird thing. Um, Yeah, you guys are pushing big time for the likes today. So yeah, go for those likes, get them up. I think we should have a like for every person viewing. Why only 41% of you are liking the show. Do 59% of you think that the show is not that good? No, that's not possible, right? It's like the best show on television. Um, did I mention that I had people come up to me at the Grammys because I'm such a rock star because of Taxi TV, which I'm not. I mean, we have such a small audience compared to people that are actually, you know, like influencers on YouTube and social media. But, um, yeah, uh, I had people come up to me and go, oh my gosh, you're Michael from Taxi. And, uh, It's like, how do you know? Oh, I watch Taxi TV, and they're they're names of people that I'm not familiar with in the chat room. So um, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate uh, that our members are out in the world, and uh, you recognize me even though I was wearing a suit (laughs) as opposed to a hoodie. Um, Holland Nelson liked twice on his cell phone and once on his laptop. (laughs) Oh my God, Zen Chief Engineer says I liked it before the show. You've started not sucking up, by the way. <laughs> That's right, it's because Marion was late. Marion was out grocery shopping. She wasn't here to cheerlead you guys, dropping more likes in the box. You know what else? We never get comments under our videos. Why is that? Are the videos so incredibly phenomenal that there aren't any questions or comments? Um, yeah, let's start dropping some comments in. Um, by the way, somebody on the staff, I meant to ask around to ask who answered it, but somebody on the staff actually answered a comment, which I then deleted a little incorrectly the other day. It said something to the effect of, oh, we're talking about genres. I'm on a big push to get members to submit to genres that other people won't. Um, or don't, Um, a good example of that would be um, listings that ask for ethnic music or regional music, uh, you know, like French cafe music or Italian music or Oktoberfest music. It's amazing. So many of our members used to submit to those. And now very few members do, but the libraries are really wanting this stuff And uh, so I've made the point several times that taxi, there is no competition at taxi. So if there's a listing that you know of that's gonna get very few submissions, you are not upping your chances by by being one of the submitters, nor are your chances lessened um, if you're submitting to something that's gonna get a, a ton of submissions to it. Because we don't say, oh, number, you know, submission number 97 is better than what we heard in submission number three and then go take number three out of the list and supplant it with 97. No. it's Is it good enough um, quality-wise that it should be forwarded and does it fit what the listing asked for? And if those two criteria are met, it gets forwarded. We never go back in and say, is this one better than that one? So, where that does make a difference is if you let's say there's a polka listing and um, we get know, 86 submissions for it and out of those 86 maybe 21 get forward i'm just pulling numbers out of the air but they're probably you know not that far off um it's not that you increase your chances of getting that music licensed because you had a better chance of getting it forwarded by Taxi because there weren't that many submissions. It's when the library puts it in their catalog, they probably don't have a lot of polka or any of these the foreign, regional, ethnic things, Um so you stand a better chance of actually getting licensed, chosen by the music supervisor or the editor, because they don't have a big long list of 50 or 100 or 200 or 300 things in that genre to choose from. So you can be a rock star in a genre that doesn't get requested all that often, but know that if you've got polka music out there, and I'm just using that as one example, in you know six different libraries, then every time somebody needs polka for a beer commercial or whatever kind of scene, that you stand a pretty good chance, probably a better chance than you do of getting your dramedy cue used if you're one of, you know, a hundred dramedy cues in a particular library. So there you go. I hope that makes sense. Um, polka's weird al rules yes he does (laughs) all right uh let's listen to another one Uh... (laughs) you guys are weird and funny in a good way all right this one is called in the mood by fletcher wilson Here we go. I was so into the chat room that I shirked my duties and missed the end of that. That was In the Mood by Fletcher Wilson, great piece. I personally am a fan of the whole lo-fi thing. Um, This is a great example of it. I will say that um, Fletcher, if you ever want to license this for film or TV, that it will stand a better chance of getting licensed without the vinyl noise on it. the people who make TV shows and movies like to add the sound effects. Um, so you should have a clean version without the vinyl scratches uh, that's available. And if you're pitching this for specifically for film and TV listings through Taxi or anywhere, um, I would submit the version without the vinyl. And if it's somebody that's looking for this stuff for records, then you may want to include it. So there you go. Um, all right. Who's grandmother's birth? Is it Peach's grandmother's birthday? And how old is she going to be? And what's her name? Because I'd like to wish her a happy birthday. And then you could say, here's a guy who's so famous that he got recognized by four of his loving customers at the Grammys last night. <laughs> He's famous to a very small group, but very loyal group of people, and I appreciate that. Um, uh, interesting note to Michael. Uh, Oh, interesting note, Michael. Yep, it's true. Um, Fletcher Wilson, thanks. Good to know. Do listings usually include the info based on sync to film or record? Yeah, they do. Um, the listings will say if it's for a production music library, a film TV music publisher You can gather that it's for syncing the picture. Um, And we actually do um, listings. You know, there's kind of a common misbelief out there, but record labels still run listings with us quite frequently, as do publishers, particularly uh, Music Row publishers. We've got a Music Row publisher, a legendary independent Music Row publisher who has... um, what do you call it, Uh, one like, you know, publisher of the year in Nashville, I think a couple of times, everybody in town knows this publisher, and that publisher is using Taxi as a resource because they do like to look outside of Nashville to see if they can find a great song, you know, they're looking for a different voice, a different sound, a different take on saying the same old thing. Um, and while you, w- it's a fair statement to say that you'd stand a better chance of being successful in the country music field if you lived in Nashville, were incredibly well networked in the songwriting community, in the artist community, in the publishing community in Nashville, and worked at it, you know, like seven days a week for years, you would definitely um, have a better chance than being a taxi member pitching your songs to Nashville through taxi however the vast majority of you can't just pick up and move to Nashville and aren't well connected in that awesome group of you know of Nashville writers and such um, so taxi is a way in for you and a couple of times we've had taxi members that have gotten songs cut in Nashville and lo and behold where did they go number one on the charts so uh, you know They know that in Nashville, there's a brotherhood um, of people who have paid their dues. And and they don't judge songs based on, has this person lived in Nashville for 10 years? Do I see him or her at writer's nights all the time? Have they paid their dues? I don't think that they would judge a song based on those criteria. However, um, their desire to listen to something is probably, and I say probably italicized, um, affected by, if they know somebody by name or by face or they've had a beer with them or they see him all the time at writer's nights or at song pools or shows at the Bluebird, that person's already got some entree in Nashville. Um, So for an outside entity... Taxi has great entree in Nashville. We know a lot of people there, and and we work hard at getting people who are in position to get you cuts. If you you know, bottom line is a great song is a great song is a great song. Um, as much as people want to believe that you know, a lot of politics involved. Maybe there's a little politics involved everywhere in the music industry. Maybe. I I don't see a lot personally. Um, I don't think a song is going to get picked for a TV show or a movie based on politics. Um, Would a cut make a record because of politics? Yeah. You know, if I'm the artist and I'm on Warner Brothers and um, a lot of the writers pitching to get stuff on my record are friends of mine that have been in my writer's camp, my inner circle, my posse, if you will, for years. Yeah. Those friendships are going to get them heard faster, but would somebody put a B-plus song on their record instead of an A-plus because the B-plus comes from somebody in their camp? Probably not. Maybe it happens on occasion. Maybe somebody did a big favor for that person years ago and it resulted in a big wad of money for them. Maybe they'd like to repay the favor and figure, you know what? It's one out of 11 songs on this album. I'm going to slide that one on there. Maybe it happens. But there are people that actually believe this kind of stuff happens all the time. And that's the reason that their song didn't make it on the record. Like I said, anything is possible. I don't think it's probable. So there you go. Um, Who plays a Hammond B3? Well, um, I've got to tell you. Kim Tibbs plays a Hammond B3. She is recognized as a world-class authority on B3. She goes out and performs um, for Hammond. Um, Yeah, you're gonna love this interview. I I just adore this lady, her energy. And she's so smart, Uh, really, really smart. And the fact that she, she can sit down and talk microphones, wires, outboard, preamps, You know, a FET 47 versus a 247. She knows that stuff like I do. So when we went to dinner during the road rally, it was just awesome. Um, All right. Did I miss Peaches? What's your grandmother's name? Uh, I was probably yammering on and flew right by it. Um, Wow, your grandmother is going to be 102 years old? That's impressive. Well, happy birthday, Grandma. 102 years old. There aren't many people in that club, and I hope you're feeling great, and I'm glad that you're going to have a happy birthday with your family surrounding you. Here's from all of us at Taxi TV. Have a happy, happy birthday. her name is Catherine. Happy birthday, Catherine, Grandma Catherine, 102 years old. May you live an even longer, more wonderful life. Happy birthday. All right, let's listen to the last one we've got, which is from Sean Brennan, also known as Strange Weather, which uh, seems to be a theme this week in Los Angeles. This is called suspending disbelief. Here we go. That was "Suspending Disbelief" by Sean Brennan. And Sean, if I may make a suggestion, I love that track. Very, very cool. Very imaginative. Very inventive. Um, I, I don't know what you want to do with it, but if you do want to ever license it for film and TV, the waves in the intro would almost immediately disqualify it. Let's, because. Uh, You know, we could all sit here and go, oh, this would be perfect in White Lotus. It would be great in White Lotus. Um, It could be that it's used in juxtaposition where it's not in a tropical scene. Uh, It could be used as a cue to juxtapose against somebody walking in a snowstorm. (laughs) You know, Uh, whatever, you know, so give it options when people want sound effects in film and tv they add the sound effects um if you were going to do a record fine you could leave the sound effects in i would also do an instrumental version of this and let's see how long it is four minutes and 40 seconds long i would come up with a two minute edited down instrumental version of this that i bet would get licensed uh in probably more so in film than tv really interesting piece very 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 imaginative um zen chief engineer says i'd like to hear the vocals more forward too they're way back there um okay so let's hang out and chit chat for a little bit we'll give another book away in a few minutes um any questions about anything in the entire world that you think i might have an answer for Um, Oh, I did see a thing the other day. I've got to say, it made me laugh hard. They are now getting ready or they just started selling a home insemination kit. Now, I'm not making fun of people trying to get pregnant and having a difficult time. Um, An old close friend of mine is a fertility specialist. i have heard plenty of in vitro uh, fertilization stories over dinner with him. Um, but a home insemination kit, don't most people already have one of those? Just saying. Maybe, maybe I'm not, I don't know. Um, Tim Walker, boy, Tim's taken over the uh, house comedian role And we only have 57 likes out of 87 viewers? Come on. Uh, What was that genre? I don't know. Uh, Tropical. Uh, How long after submission is forwarded, I can replace the song if I had no news about it. Uh, I don't know what you mean by replace. Um, let me move this over. No. Uh, yeah. Um you can keep pitching it. Doesn't matter if it's forwarded. You don't have to wait until you hear or don't hear from the person it was forwarded to. Keep pitching it. If it was forwarded, it means it was good for that listing and maybe good in general. So forward it for other very similar um, requests. And, and, you know, the worst could happen is the first company reaches out to you after the second company you were forwarded to uh, and the second company picked it up. And now you've got to deliver the heartbreaking news to the first company. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, That one's been signed already. However, if you would like me to create another one that's in a very similar genre, similar style for you, I'd be more than happy to do that. I would say 95% of the time they're going to hit you back with a yes, would you please? So there you go. Um, Williams, oh, hang on. I don't want to get out of, I don't want to miss any What's the capital of Kansas? I don't know. And I'm really good with my state capitals. Is it Kansas City? I don't think so. Kansas City's isn't there Kansas City, Missouri? Let's find out. Now you've got my curiosity, peaked. What's the capital of Kansas? Topeka, (laughs) duh. When I was in like fifth grade, we had to make a map of the United States. It was like two feet high, three feet wide uh and had to color each state and name the states and put the capitals in then we had a test where we had to name the capitals of all 50 states apparently it didn't stick for me but i am pretty good with my state capitals not great um but tom thank you for asking that very pertinent question um It's okay uh, when a song is described. I don't understand some of these things. So, when a song is described too empty, how do you feel? Oh, too empty as in T O O as opposed to T O. Okay, if it's too empty, here's what happens. Sometimes people see a listing asking for an instrumental, and they take a song and just mute the vocal, and they think now it's an instrumental. But oftentimes, when you kill the vocal, you've killed the melody, and it ends up sounding like a rhythm track, and it sounds too empty. So uh, as those of you who are regulars here know, I've recommended this a thousand times over the years, which is do what I call melody light. So if you try and replicate the entire melody that the vocal would do with an instrument, whether it's an electric piano, a flute, a guitar, who knows, use your imagination. It's going to sound like 101 strings, you know, it's going to sound like elevator music. It sounds cheesy most of the time when you try to replace a melody um, or replicate a melody that a vocal would normally do with an instrument. However, if you do melody light, maybe you just hit every fourth note, maybe just the top of every bar, whatever that note would be in the melody. That way you get some movement, you get some sense of melody, Um, and you don't clutter it up, and you don't make it sound cheesy. So I hope you found that to be helpful. Um, William South says, Michael, it seems like spaghetti western music is making a comeback. Am I right? This is my favorite music genre. Um, I don't know if it's making a comeback. Uh, I mean, Ennio Morricone is the father of all that. He passed away not that long ago, two years ago, maybe three years ago, um, maybe even four years ago, whatever. Recent past. Um, As a matter of fact, um, and I can't think of her name because I had three and a half hours of sleep last night and the night before that. Um, What was the name of the music supervisor who was my keynote for the road rally, virtual road rally? think we did in 2021 um I can't remember anyway she does um the Trenton Tarantino movies and she was actually responsible for getting um Ennio Morricone to actually do a track from scratch you know um a lot of the material used in those movies, almost all of it. Um, Now you're thinking, uh, no, not Andrea Torsha. Um, Google it, Uh, Taxi Road Rally 2021 keynote. Um, Anyway, Tarantino is very famous for hearing music in other movies and telling his music supervisor, get me that track. Uh, and even in the case of a lot of the stuff, maybe all the stuff that he did with Marconi was stuff that was pulled from other movies and then used in his. That was just his technique. But for, oh, I can't remember. Uh, what was the last movie that Quentin Tarantino did? Let's find out. How much time? Oh, I've got to give away a book in a second, too. Most recent movie from Quentin Tarantino. No. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino movie that preceded Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hateful Eight. Yes. Okay. So, um, Quentin Tarantino, music supervisor. Mary Ramos, how could I forget that? Um, I loved interviewing her. I wanted to interview her for a very long time. I was so happy to have her as our keynote in 2021. Anyway, uh, Mary Ramos actually twisted Quentin's arm, and, and that's not an easy arm to twist, but they've been working together for so long, and I'm sure he has a very great amount of respect for her. And uh, she said to him, please can we get um, NEO to write a piece for this film, for Hateful Eight. And he acquiesced and it turned out great. And that was in fact the last movie that he ever wrote music for. And uh, he actually came to LA I believe when they were mixing the film or, or recording the score and Mary Ramos got to hang with him. And I was so I, I literally got choked up, got a little teary eyed when I saw that photo of her and Ennio, uh standing together, knowing that he would pass away fairly soon after that. So good on you, Mary Ramos. Um, Okay, now we're talking about where Mojo lives. No longer paying attention to the star of the show, people. Come on, get with the program. (laughs) All right, let's give a book away. All right, so we already gave away Demystifying the Genre, and now we're gonna give away Demystifying the Cue. Also by the one, the only, Mr. Dean Cropain. Um, so what we're going to do is, for this one, we're going to type in, uh, excuse me, and don't type anything until I say go. Um, we're going to type in the letter D, and if you're outside the United States, please don't enter today's contest because we can't send you the book outside the U.S. Um, and also don't put the letter D in in the chat room a thousand times hoping that you can game the system. All right, here we go. One, two, three, go. Not B, D peaches. D is in Dean, (laughs) but that's all right. We will count your B as a D. Martin Gravel being funny. Yeah, anybody who gets this book will be really, really, really pleased that they got it. Dan Weber in the house. Hey, Dan. And Yuri Kusini, you said something earlier and I went, oh, that's a great comment. Now I can't find it, I can't remember. But whatever it was, Mikey liked it, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm already starting to think about what I'm going to do for next year's road rally. Actually, I meant to bring. I was sitting at a table last night with um, Rob Shirelli and Nate and Kaylee Highfield from the Highfields, and uh, I meant to ask them if they had any brilliant ideas for this year's road rally, Uh, and then I hesitated because. I don't want to start thinking about this soon, but I also want to be spectacular, so. And the winner of that amazing book is Mr. Rob Menzel, not related to Adina Menzel, but we like him nonetheless. So Rob, what you need to do is send uh, an email to liz at Taxi.com and give her your mailing address, and we will get this book out to you very soon. Um, Oh, uh, Michael! You did a great, this is from piano, guitar, voice. Uh, you did a great interview with Matt Hurt. I wonder if the second part is coming up. Yes, the second part will appear near the end of February. Our newsletter usually comes out between like the twenty sixth and the twenty eighth of every month. We don't have a hard date that it goes up. It's usually um, towards the end of the month. So congratulations, Rob. Thank you guys for joining me. And I wanna say congratulations to our featured artists this month, Mr. Hank Jones. Uh, also wanna say great job, Mia Kodak, Second Echo, Bradley Hagen, Peter Olson, um, Twirl, uh, Rowan Leach and Cody Canero, Brad Lang, Fletcher Wilson, and Sean Brennan, AKA Strange, Strange Weather great music today, you guys. Really, really happy with uh, the quality of the music you make. Don't forget, do not get some sleep. Yes, I will. Do not miss next week's show so that you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth from a highly regarded, powerful music super or not music supervisor, music library owner, um, and uh, about the one thing that really pisses music library owners off. Um, and you're going to sit there, scratch your head going, really? People do that? But yes, they do. Apparently a lot do it. Because all the other people that uh, were involved in that Zoom said, yep, happens to us all the time. All right, you guys. Uh See you all next week. Absolutely good advice, Edmund. I bid you all a fond farewell. Thanks for watching Taxi TV. Adios. Bye.